0: Welcome to episode 202 of Explode Your Expert Business Show, brought to you by gtex.org.uk. I'm your host, Simone Vincenzi, the expert strategist, and this is the podcast for experts who want to become the ultimate authority in their niche while making an impact in the world. Now, today is all about building a lifestyle of writing for major publication and getting corporate gigs with Kimanzi Constable. Kimanzi is a good friend, and um, is the author of four books that have sold over 150,000 copies, he's a writer for 14 large publications, and he travels to 25 plus countries every year for corporate consulting gigs. In fact, in these episodes, we talk about how to get featured on major publications, how to get high-paying corporate consulting gigs, and how to create the lifestyle you want through consulting and writing. So if you're interested in uh, getting in major publication, uh, I mean, why shouldn't you be interested in that <laughs> or getting corporate consulting gigs, listen to this episode until the end because uh, it's just full of strategies that you can use straight away. Some of the strategies that I've learned just by listening to Kimanzi Got me in a few publications as well that I wanted to reach out to, and the more publications you are going to be able to reach, then the more people you are going to uh, impact and get in front of. So, get to the end of this episode; you will absolutely love it. Now, if you want to uh, make six figures uh, sales um, from presentation and become awesome. Had selling from the stage, but without compromising your integrity, I've created the ultimate selling from the stage checklist, which is the most comprehensive checklist to create a pitch that sell, but without using manipulative or sleazy techniques. If you scroll down in the description, you will find the show notes, you will find that there is a link and that link will bring you to the page where you can download That checklist has been downloaded more than 10,000 times by now. People have been raving about it, so I'm sure you will love it too if you haven't downloaded it yet. And again, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, then um, subscribe right now so you don't miss out any other great episode and masterclasses that we launch weekly two to three times a week um, on, on our show. And if you feel that uh, this journey is a bit lonely and isolating, you know, running a business is everything but easy, (laughs) and uh, you want to connect with like-minded people, get training on how you can become an authority in your field, then join our free Facebook group, Explode Your Expert Biz Community. You can find it on Facebook at Explode Your Expert Biz Community, or uh, just scroll down in the show notes, there is another link there. Without further ado, it's time to start the show right now, so enjoy episode 202, Building a Lifestyle Writing for Major Publications with Kimanzi Constable. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Explode Your Expert Biz Show. Today, I'm here with the one and the only, the super sexy Kimanzi Constable. How you doing, Kimanzi?
1: Uh, I think you're the one that's looking kind of sexy this morning, so I appreciate you saying that about
0: me. (laughs) It's the two of us.
1: (laughs) I'm doing well. I'm excited to be here. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Uh, it's my pleasure and it's great to have you here. I've attended recently, uh, um, uh, that's why I wanted you on this show, because I've attended a training that you did for Desislava and for our community uh, on uh, how to get uh, uh, featured in publication, how to get to write for major publication. And uh, I already write for a lot of major publication, but I was blown away about what you shared. I said, no, you know what? Uh, this guy is the real deal. I need to have him on the show immediately. <laughs> and that's why I contacted you immediately. So uh, we're going to talk today about paid publication, paid speaking engagements. We're going to talk about uh, also corporate consulting. So as you make a nice living from there, from all these three things combined together. Can you just tell us a bit more about yourself so people that don't know you can understand what got you to do what you're doing right now?
1: Yeah, I started my entrepreneurship journey at 19 years old and I had a service business offline. 19, yeah. (laughs) Uh, It was a vacation relief service for independent operators. I won't get into the details of what that was, but basically it allowed me to have a, a offline business that grew to half a million dollars a year. It had six employees, we operate in three states, and I did that for 12 years. And while I was doing that, it was a great business, and it still is for somebody else, not me, somebody else today, because it wasn't really my passion and where I knew that I wanted to go. But through that business, it allowed me to understand entrepreneurship, and then it led me to podcast. Because while I was operating this business, I started listening to podcasts on my phone, which were kind of a newer thing in 2012. That led me to discover uh, Pat Flynn and Smart Passive Income. Uh, And he started talking. Yeah. And he started talking about this. Passive income and making money on the internet and at first I thought it was a scam I'm like what is this guy talking about right because I didn't touch computers or do any of that stuff (laughs) But I was willing to listen and I expanded my mind and said, okay, let me see what this is about So I knew that there was a book in me like most of us, right? I think they said 80% of people have a book in them or something to that effect And I knew that there was a book in me that I wanted to get out to the world He had a free guide that showed you how to structure an ebook. I used that free guide. I structured the ebook and I put it out there to the world. And that's what got me into this world of online business. And then that led to the rabbit hole of being able then to write for other places and then finding publications. And then from there, finding these other opportunities that we're gonna talk about today. So at this point, I've been doing this since 2011. I travel to about 25 countries a year for corporate consulting gigs, where I'm primarily teaching corporations about digital marketing. I write for 14 publications. My books have sold over 150,000 copies, and I wake up every morning and I love doing this.
0: Oh, that's so good! Uh, what is it? Uh, what was your first ebook? I'm curious. What was your first uh, ebook about? <laughs> it was called "Tales of the Everyday
1: Working Man and Woman," and it was about how the average working person, um, how the average working person can find or create work that they love. So, very different than my message today, but I wanted to talk to that everyday blue collar yeah. person.
0: And uh, was it uh, like? Because uh, I remember the reason why I'm asking it because um, what you're saying it reminds me about my first book that I've written, and I was 23, I was uh, seven years ago. And uh, I, man, I'm Italian. I cannot even speaking. I couldn't even speak English. Not even write. Uh, it was full of spelling mistakes. It was a crap book. I sold about 2,000 copies of that, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, It was like the first draft. Was it actually, was it yours uh, something that was like the very embryonic stage or did you do something good as a first one?
1: No, it was like, I look at it when I go back and look at it because I haven't touched it. I'm like, wow, like that was, (laughs) it feels like a different lifetime ago, right? It feels like a different person wrote that a different lifetime ago. And it didn't, it didn't sell anything. It sold like, I think initially like five copies in the first six months. Um, It eventually (laughs) did start to get some sales, but yeah, it was very uh, amateurish, but it was a big step for me. Mm So um, I'm definitely proud of it.
0: Well, and, and the reason why I'm asking this, it also because uh, if someone is listening right now and, you haven't, and you're the kind of perfectionist, the most important thing is that you get it done. Um, there is always a second draft. There is always a third draft. And uh, throughout the, this process, you learn about actually the process of publication, because I'm thinking, and I don't know if you can expand on this, but uh, was it also, did you use what you learned there to also launch then the other programs uh, uh, that you did?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It caused me to launch my whole online platform. It caused me to understand that I needed to understand how to build an audience and generate leads. It was a springboard that helped me do everything that I do now when it did not sell.
0: All right, cool. So, I, and I want to put business on the side for a moment. I just want to get you know a bit better outside business. Uh, what does Kimanzi loves? Uh, do, do you do you have other passions? Do you have other stuff that you do outside of the business world?
1: Yeah, I I love to travel. Of course, I do it professionally, but I also love to explore countries while we are traveling, be able to go see the sites and to uh, get the experience to hear the languages to use the money just to get lost in a country. So I, I love travel. I don't love time on airplanes. <laughs> like I could get over if Elon Musk would just vent whatever the next thing to travel is. That would be great. <laughs> um, I love entertainment. So like I love movies and I love shows and sometimes I watch a few too many but that's okay because I love being entertained and -hmm. taken to another world I love fiction books like especially end of the world type books I don't know why but it's my (laughs) weird thing like I'm obsessed with end of the world type books so like when this all collapses and we gotta like use silver and survive and do this I'm gonna be ready because (laughs) you know what to do
0: I'm going to call you. something happens, I'm going to call you. I know, yeah, the, there's a new business, <laughs> the Kimanzi Survival Kit. Uh, <laughs> I got you. So I love
1: to read fiction books. I love to write, of course. Again, I do it professionally, but I love just to do it for fun. I write a lot of things that are not published and that will never be published that are just for me. I love nature. I love outdoors. I love, like, ships. I'm obsessed with large ships. Okay. So, like. Cruise ships or tankers or whatever. Like I've watched. If you looked at my YouTube and saw how many documentaries are about ships, you're like, this dude's like a little off. <laughs> 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 like I think in another life I worked on a ship somewhere and just traveled the world working on a ship.
0: Probably. You know what? Well, well, those I, are some of the things that I've, I enjoy. I've just booked a, a cruise because uh, um, uh, I've been in the, for the first cruise last year and I'm going to do another one this year. And it was a little, huge ship. It was uh, with um, uh, Royal Caribbean. They had Oasis. Of the seas, and now we're going to allure of the seas, and these this ships are the day is a is a life, is a, is a life on the round? It's crazy.
1: Yeah, I I I've never been on a cruise ship. I've obviously seen them. I'm gonna be going on one in March, mm-hmm. but from what I understand, it's like a floating castle. I mean is. is that true?
0: It is. Which one do you, do you know which one did you book? Uh it's going to be one of the carnival ones. Carnival, yeah. The, there are yeah. some some massive 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 cruise ship okay so now we've talked we know we, we get to know you. we got to know you a bit better so it seems that you you really love life because you have such a variety of passions here that it feels that you now you're, you're really in love with life and uh, and, and it's important because uh, the purpose of this podcast is not just to get you to become a workaholic. Probably you're already a workaholic uh, if you're listening to this, like myself. Uh, you don't need someone to tell you that you got to get stuff done. But it's important to also you keep your mind open to other stuff. Because I remember there was a moment where it, for me it was just about business and I became so narrow-minded. And uh, while well, by exploring other different things, it also gave me better idea and helped me also grow my business faster just because I had these options. So now let's talk about uh, the, the, the methodologies that you do because you do three things very well. One is to get paid to write for publications. Two is to get paid to speak. And three is to get corporate consulting gigs, which they are three of the, what a lot of people would say, three of the most difficult things to get in when you're looking at all the market and all the different opportunities of the market, these are probably the three most difficult things to get in. But you make it look so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you talk about it, it's so freaking easy. So let's put some light on the way you do it, your methodology and the work that you do.
1: And what's cool is these are all interconnected. Getting one leads to the other too. So I'm going to give you in this time the super secret strategy just for my buddy Simone and the podcast listeners on how to get all Sweet. three. But and and something that I want everybody to understand cuz you hit on something important is this. Like we're talking about things that I've done for 6 years and now have gotten to the point where it's clicking, right? So I don't want you to think that in that six years, it just clicked from day one because it definitely did not. Like day one, if you saw the initial pitches, if you saw the initial $500 gigs that I did and how terrible like I bombed those, and if you saw the initial stuff, it's all been a learning experience. But for me, I think the catalyst for all three of these is the large publications and I'm gonna tell you why. When you are a contributor to the large publications like Simone is and like myself is, when you're a contributor, you get uh, exposure. You get exposure to millions of readers like all of these publications have millions of readers like Entrepreneur gets 69 million unique visitors a month. That number just blows my mind, right? And all in Inc and Forbes and they all get like a lot of people. But it's the mix of people and organizations that are consuming this. When you think about the print magazines, where are those going? Who's subscribing to those? Who's paying for those every month, right? So it's not just individual entrepreneurs. It's HR managers. It's CEOs. It's COOs. It's small businesses. It's large corporations. They're the ones that are consuming the content on these publications. So... You put out content on your topic, your expertise, and you are demonstrating your expertise consistently. And I'm not talking about being featured. So being featured means getting interviewed like you might have a line, a quote, maybe even a full interview. That's good, it's a good starting point, but you need more than that. You need your own contributor accounts where you can consistently publish content in audio, video, and written form. You can do all three in a publication because they're now very multimedia. And when you consistently publish content, you're showing your expertise to this wide variety of people. So when it comes to you wanna book paid speaking gigs, you wanna book consulting gigs, you are creating content For the people that would hire you to do just that. And if you looked at the 26 corporate consulting gigs that I booked this year, I'll tell you like 14 of those came to me organically from the publications that I'm a contributor for. And there was even more than that that had approached me that didn't turn into deals. So not everybody that approaches you, as you know, is going to become a client or turn into a deal. But it does give you the conversations that do lead to those deals. Uh, Absolutely. yeah, being in the publications, I think, is the catalyst to help you get the other two. Now, um, should we go into specifics?
0: Yeah, that's going to... So what I would love to know is, uh, um, when talking about publication, two things. One, uh, what where will be the starting point for someone uh, who has already been in business for a while, you know what you're talking about, but has not yet been on... Uh, Publication or major publications yet, so might not have the credibility to approach a publication and say, hey, I'm writing for these other 15 publications, get me in. Um, but also then the next part uh, is to look at, if someone is already in publication, then what can you do to leverage them even more to get those consulting gigs and to get those speaking gigs? So let's divide. Let's start first with, uh, I want to get in.
1: Where do yeah, we so- start? For those of you that are new that have never been in a publication, the first starting point is your own website and making sure you have content there. This is the biggest knock and the biggest thing that people overlook because you're so eager to get in the publication. When a publication editor comes back and looks at your site and they see that the last piece of content you put was like three years ago, guess what? (laughs) They're going to think you're not going to be consistent in their publication and it's an instant no. So it starts with your own platform, doing some updating. I know there's some of you that are listening to this that need to update your platform. So this is me calling you out. You need to go back and update your platform, put some fresh content, have at least four pieces of content on there. And with WordPress, I don't know if you can do this in Squarespace, but with WordPress, you can remove the dates from your content to where then it doesn't the dates don't show up and it all looks fresh, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one. Two, start going after what I call multi-author websites. So some examples of these could be Mind Body Green, Addicted to Success, uh, Thrive Global, Medium, Influensive. Uh, there's a lot of these sites that are not quite large publications. But they are not blogs. They're a step above that. They have contributors that create the content, and then they have editors there that edit it and publish it. These sites like MindBodyGreen, for example, for those of you that do anything in wellness, gets 23 million unique visitors a month. That's not too shabby.
0: That's not bad. That's not to Definitely more this. than what my website gets. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Addicted to
1: success gets 10 million, and the list could go on. One that you can simply sign up for right now is Thrive Global. You can go to their site, you can go to their sign up, sign up, they will give you a contributor account. You then have the ability to upload an article. And send it and it will be published on their site as long as it's not racist, offensive, sexist, or like overly promotional. You'll be able to publish an article there. Same thing for Medium. Same thing for a site like the Goodman Project will they'll let you sign up, create an account, and publish an article. There's quite a few of these publications that are like this that will let you submit content as long as it is on message like it fits that that publication. So don't go to the Goodman project and talk about, you know, your pet wearables technology, right? It's it's not going to work as long as you stay on message You're going to be good, and you're going to get your first few pieces published online. That's going to give you the credibility to then go ahead and start approaching the larger publications. Mm -hmm. Now, the second side of that coin is you talked about people that are maybe already in, and they want to learn how to leverage it. Well, guess what? First, you want to have a content plan. This is where I see most people that kind of miss the mark is when they're in a publication. They're like, all right, I did all the work. I'm in. And then- they get the contributor count, and then they're like this. Okay, it's time to publish an article. Okay, what am I going to write about? Okay, hmm, I want to write about, well, you have so many ideas in your head, you literally don't know what to write about. Yeah. Like a hundred things come up. But more than that is scattered. When you do eventually find an idea, it might not fit your message. It might not fit what you're promoting in your business at this moment. It might not fit the direction that you're going in. You need a plan. You need a plan. Think about the themes within your core message, assign each of those themes to a month, and then go ahead and create content on that theme. For example, I do lifestyle business. That's kind of one of my messages. All right. What are the themes within lifestyle business? Audience building sales, multiple streams of income. I could assign each one of those themes to a month. So the month of November could be sales month. The month of December could be audience building month. And then within that month, I'm writing about sales all month. I'm writing about audience building all month. Well, with those topics, there's a lot that I could say on those topics, a whole lot that I could say on those Mm -hmm. topics. So Get yourself a content plan that's going to work for your own site and it's going to work for the publications. Produce that expert content. And then for those of you that are in these large publications, create that content, but also start looking at the other publications that are specifically marketed to companies. So like one that comes to mind is Workforce. Workforce Workforce.com. It's for everything HR. You're going to be talking to human resources people. They hire people. They hire consultants and speakers. Uh, another one would be CEO.com. Guess who you're talking to? Yeah, you're CEOs? Talking to CEOs? Really? You know? oh, no, wait. <laughs> <You're up to laughs> Chiefexecutive.net. Yeah. Who are you talking to? You're talking to chief executives. So you have the credibility and social roof already with the big ones create content that's specifically going to be targeted towards these organizations, and then leverage the large ones to get into these, let's say, more niche-type publications that are specifically for organizations. And guess what? Some of these will pay you to write for them.
0: Ooh, let's talk about paying, right? Yeah. A you lot know, people <laughs> are like, I would be just happy to go in and write my article in exchange for the exposure. So now you mentioned some publications that are paying you. Is it different, the approach, do you use the same approach or is it different to get into a publication that pays their contributors instead of going to a publication that actually wants their contributors for free?
1: Yeah, so the approach, it's going to be, kind of be similar. But what I'm going to say this, when you are approaching any type of publication and you're not quite sure of the process, what you should do is you should put together a pitch that has a subject line that's going to create curiosity. It's going to get somebody curious enough to open the email. Don't put something like article submission, contributor submission, or anything like that. That's what internet Uh. marketers Yeah. And nobody's opening that. So create some curiosity in that subject line, one to seven words. First paragraph, I want you to go through their publication and find one specific reference point, something that you like, an article, a theme, a way that they do something. Talk about that in the first paragraph to show the editor, and this is at any publication, whether it's paid or not, to show the editor that you've done research. The second paragraph, I want you to talk about who you are as an expert. Then I want you to put a few writing samples, select two of your best pieces, I want you to link to them so they can get a feel for your style, and then at the end, what I'm going to suggest is you suggest pitch ideas. So these are potential articles you could write for a publication, I want you, their headline and a paragraph describing what the article would be about. So I want you to create five five pitch ideas so what you do is you go to and for paid publications you go to the paid like one paid publication for example would be Boston Globe magazine Mm -hmm. Um, Boston Globe magazine they cover kind of news relationship stuff trending topics right you go to Boston Globe magazine and you look through their publication and you see the type of things that they publish and you come up with five potential articles that you could write for them so let's say article number one is how to build a business with your life partner That could be suggestion number one. Number two could be the super secret strategy to getting unlimited sales. That's number two, and then you can go on and do that. And then you come up with these headlines and describe out a paragraph describing out what these articles will be about. So when you're submitting to paid publications, that's what you're doing. You're giving them options to choose from, five options to choose from, and they're gonna come back and they're gonna say, yes, we like two of these, we like one of these, we like three of these, and then at that point, they're gonna say, hey, we paid this amount of money, $2 a word per article at Boston Globe, for example, and there are publications that pay more than that. Um, This is what we pay. This is our process.
0: Here's our contract. Let's move forward in the process. Do you suggest to um, create a unique uh, pitch for every single publication or would you submit like a similar pitch if you see that there is a publication that would talk about the similar subjects?
1: I, you could submit a, uh, the, the social proof is always going to stay the same. Maybe the subject line would stay the same the beginning paragraph is going to change because it's going to be specific research yeah, on this, company. the publication. And then the pitch ideas, I would not submit the same pitch ideas unless you knew for sure that the publication you submitted to is not going to use them because then you could end up in a situation where if you're submitting the same ideas that yeah. uh, one or two or more want the same article. And, then and now then
0: be. you're screwed because it's good, they, yeah. they, <laughs> they, get, they get your game. Uh, that, that's brilliant. So guys, make sure that you go back to this part of the Interview when you are creating your pitch, because uh, here, like so far, uh, and I know we've been going pretty fast. But Kimanzi gave you already about four or five different publication to get started with. Then he gave you already a publication that pays to your right. It gave you already the structure of the pitch. And that's already been in like 23 minutes so far. (laughs) So (laughs) so, this is an episode that you want to listen at least four or five times depending on the different layers uh, and different details that you want to get out of it. So now I want to to know, going to the, the next part, is how do you, do you do something in particular through that content to make sure or to invite the conversation from corporation to contact you? Is it something that you put in the article? Because I know that for these publications, the article needs to be non-promotional at all. Like you cannot talk about the word, this is what I do, this is how much money I'm earning, this is the word that I'm doing with my clients. It's completely different from something that you would put on your own website. So how do you create the balance between not talking about yourself too much, but positioning yourself as a thought leader, and at the same time, though, creating the inquiry in a platform that wouldn't promote that too much.
1: Yeah, so it is a delicate balance. First, I think the most important part of that equation is your bio your bio on a publication. And many people put this big long bio that covers like so many different things and it's not optimized to what an organization would be looking for. This is the biggest thing that you have to do. You have to demonstrate that you are the type of entrepreneur that works with more than just individual entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. For most people watching this, your business is so focused on getting individual entrepreneurs as clients in your course, in your membership website, whatever, that if an organization came and they saw your bio saying something like i help entrepreneurs build go from six figures to seven figures well okay that's great for you but how does that work for my organization so your bio has to demonstrate that you work with individuals and that you work with um, organizations a simple tweak you could have made is i help businesses I help businesses scale from where they are and double and triple their revenue, right? It's a simple tweak that applies to entrepreneurs and it applies to organizations because you're not talking about six or seven figures. Six or seven figures is like 10 minutes at a corporation, right? Like It's not It's not a big amount of money. Yeah. So that's, by, that's what they pay you. <laughs> that's what they pay you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so don't get that specific and don't get too specific. To entrepreneur. So first is optimize your bio to make it feel like you work with more than individuals. You also work with organizations. Mm-hmm. Then within the post, you are going to have the opportunity. You're not going to have the opportunity to link a lot. It depends on your relationship with the editor. If you have a great relationship with the editor, they're going to let you do a few more things. If you do not, you're going to have to focus on the topic. But then also there's going to be parts in that article where you could slide in a one-liner, like something like this is what I do with my corporate clients. This is what I do with organizations, right? You can slide in one-liners there where you're not linking that are just putting that subliminal message inside there for organizations, for paid speaking opportunities, for whatever it is that you're going after. So optimize that bio sliding those one liners If you do have that relationship with your editor, you don't want to abuse the relationship, but you do have a little bit more latitude to go ahead and then talk about you and what you do.
0: Could you could you put something like uh, if you want to get keynote because I have a lot of clients working with uh, uh, speakers. I have a lot of clients that uh, are paid to speak speakers, and I have a lot of clients that are selling kind of from the stage types of speakers like myself mainly. Um, could you put if you are looking for paid uh, speaking engagements something like like I did uh, in my previous uh, presentation at this company this is what i talked about there and then put something around it would it work or is it a bit too much
1: yeah so that would work cuz you're you're being very subtle as long as it fit in context with the rest yeah. of the article yeah is it
0: is an example is just to create a bit the context you drop the line in so now the the, the reader knows that you are doing corporate gig um for uh, okay that's that's good that's good to know is uh, is really fascinating to see how then you can use this to then get the gig and get the, the corporate clients. Do you do something different uh, to, because there's is a, there is two different things now from the, paid, from the publication. One is uh, the paid speaking engagement that can come in the form of a keynote or there is a corporate contract. Do you attract the corporate contract in the same or a different way you would attract then the paid speaking engagement using this process?
1: Uh, you would do it pretty much the same, but your focus of the article and the one-liners that you drop would be different depending on the organization. So, like conferences, what I would tell you this: if you wanted to get on the radar of conferences, a simple tweak that you could make is use a platform like Thrive Global, for example, Ariana Huffington's platform, and you, and other publications where you have a good relationship you can go and write an article, the five conferences that you must attend in 2019 and list off all the conferences that you want to speak at. You put them in that article, link to them. <laughs> yeah, you see the, the light, I see the light bulb already going off. You can link I'm like, to them. Uh, I got something to do this weekend. I you can got me something, something do to do this weekend. What? <laughs> you have gotten on the radar of these conferences before you ever approached them, before you ever even dreamed about pitching them. You've gotten on their radar just by giving them some press. And then you go to the conference and you say, hey, I love your conference. I linked to it in this article on Ariana Huffington's platform. Um, or if you have – I've done this on Entrepreneur. I've done this on Business Insider uh, because of the relationships that I have with the editors. Um, I wouldn't suggest for those of you that are new contributors to Entrepreneur or those places to try this, you have to establish that relationship first. But you cannot write about an organization or an individual that has paid you to write about them. That's against the terms of condition. But if you have not been booked to speak there, you haven't been paid right? So you're well within the ethical bounds. You have not get paid. You're using it to get on their radar, to give them some press. And if you want to speak there, chances are you probably like this event for a certain reason. So write about whatever that reason is, give them a little press, get on their radar. And that's a a better approach.
0: Yeah, it's a very thin line for everyone who wants to feature other people, because then the moment you become a contributor, Like, I'm a contributor for Forbes, uh, for Entrepreneur, um, and other major platforms. And the moment you become a contributor for these platforms, then uh, you will receive every day pitches of 10, 15, 20 people asking you, can you get me in? Or PR agents getting you in and say, hey, can you get my client in? How much is it? I will pay you. And a lot (laughs) of people lose their contributor benefits because of that, because generally the editors are very wary about the game that is going on in the background, which actually you're what you're doing, you're taking revenue advertising revenues away from the platform by getting paid yourself. That's, that's the game you're doing, And it's right? just,
1: the, it's such a short-sighted strategy. Because yes, you could make money for links and mentions and features, right? But how much money are you going to make in the long term for your business with large publications? Um, how many clients have you, I know you've gotten a lot of clients, right? And you've gotten exposure. Like, are you going to risk that for 300 bucks?
0: No for way. $100? It's ridiculous. No, but I got people to even pitching me a thousand. They were willing to pay a thousand, two thousand $2,000, some PR company. I was like, no, I'm not interested. Um Good, easy two thousand dollars to put in my account, but I'm not gonna risk that. And no. I'm mean, and I'm very clear. No, I'm, I'm sorry, it's against my terms and condition. Don't take money for this kind of things. So thank you for reaching out. Goodbye. Um, and that's the kind of answer. Oh, man, I love this interview that already already gave me some some cool ideas uh, on, uh, on writing some some articles here. Uh, every time I listen to one of your training, uh, God, you, you get my my brains fired up. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, so now um, we're going we're transitioning to the part of the interview, which is called lifting the veil. Uh, where I'm going to ask you a tool, an app, um, a book that you've read there's, or a, a practice, transcendental practice that you're, I don't know, something that you've found recently that made a difference in your life or in your business. What's that for you, Kimanzi?
1: Uh, I think probably the one of the biggest shifts that I made that have helped me recently was attending uh, Unleash the Power Within Tony Robbins event and going to the conference in person and hearing from Tony and seeing it. But then after that conference, really starting to pay attention to not only Tony Robbins, but other thought leaders that have talked about the power of your thoughts and the power of your mind. So what I do every morning is, the first thing I do when I get up is I turn on YouTube, I look for um, talks, trainings that are on um, being in control of your thoughts, being in control of your mindset, and listening to what different thought leaders like Tony Robbins and Eric Thomas and Mel Robbins and uh, Les Brown have to say about the power of the mind. And once you master that, what it could do for different areas in your life. So if you ask the app, I would say that it's, well, it's the conferences unleashed power within, um, the app would be YouTube and then the topic would be mindset and really being the master of your thoughts. Because I don't know about the person that's listening to this, but I've spiraled, I've spiraled several times throughout the day. Several times in my life where I let my thoughts make something bigger in my mind than it actually was and it got me completely off track of my goals and where I want to be so if you can really master your thoughts you can really learn how to turn those negative thoughts into positive thoughts turn and really create that habit it's going to do wonders for your success for your income for your business for your relationships.
0: Oh, Does that, that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Okay. I can I can relate with that so much. I'm doing something very similar every morning. So, um, I I love the Abram Hicks. Uh, oh I yeah, open, like you know five well, just f- five minutes of Abraham Hicks as soon as I wake up while I'm having my shower, and uh, and and I'm brushing my teeth, and it's there, and it just sets the day. I can see the difference. I can see that. So thank you very much for sharing because uh, um, it makes a difference. And uh, I've been also to. Uh, that's how actually I started this journey of decided to start in my business was after attending unleash the Power Within.
1: Uh, oh wow! Look at a
0: uh, <laughs> very very powerful training. So thank you very much for sharing, Kimanzi. Now it's time to wrap up. Uh, I would love to, to 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 stay with you here for another five hours. Uh, Pick your brain as much as possible. I'm sure that other listeners want to do the same. But if people want to reach out to you, get in touch with you, uh, listen to your content, uh, what is that you have for them?
1: Yeah, head to K Constable. That's K C O N S T A B L E K Constable.com. That is my main platform online. Um, There, when you go right to the landing page, you're going to see four free guides that are going to teach you about paid speaking, corporate consulting, large publications, and figuring out your dreams. Those are free. They're action-packed. You can take them, use them, and even if you never ever go to the website again, you can still get value from them. But head there, you'll see all my social media links there, all the ways to connect with me. But definitely, if you're coming there from this interview, say, hey, I heard you um, with Simone, and I heard what you have to say, just say hi, and let's get to know each other and, and build that relationship.
0: And my recommendation is also to follow him on Facebook because uh, like the amount of contacts that he shares about, you know, paid publications completely for free there Mm. on social media is uh, incredible. So get on the website, follow him on social media, sign up for all the stuff that he has because uh, I've been to a few of his training right now and... uh, Completely blew my mind. I'm sure you blew your mind away today. Uh, And you can recognize when someone really knows how to navigate an industry. Someone really knows their stuff. And these are the people you got to pay attention to. There's no problem to keep searching. You found the right man. So make sure you follow Kimanzi. Thank you very much, buddy. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening and being here today. If you haven't subscribed yet, what the heck are you waiting for? Subscribe right now. Make sure you share it with everyone that you know, even your cat, your dog, your goldfish. Everyone needs to know about this podcast that is interview we did today with Kimanzi, And let us know with a five-star review what was your biggest learning from today um these reviews help us out to connect with more people and expand our audience that's the best thing you can do to say thank you for um, the podcast that we create for you if you of course if you're enjoying the content but i'm sure if you've been listening so far you are so subscribe leave us a review and share it with the world thank you very much and remember that together we grow exponentially see you next time ciao